this is our Karate Man special. Yeah, well, here's the thing, Bo. Look, here, watch. Watch how I can sync up. Ready? Now we're all synced up. You happy? But I didn't clap. But I clapped. <laughs> but the, I have to have two claps. I know. Here. <laughs> all right. Go ahead and go ahead and sync up, buddy. One, two, three. Hit it. Want to sync up? Uh, we synced up. <laughs> yeah. If um, <laughs> if you, uh, I almost sent you a a message yesterday. I almost texted you, um, and I really want, and I forgot, but I I I think about it now, even today, and I'm I'm cackling yeah. because I wanted to text you. Yeah. If you want to sync up, today sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it did. It's. It, it <laughs> what day was this? Sucked. What which which day? Uh, it was yesterday. It was Saturday. Not a good Saturday for old Michael? Nah, man. Anyway, I'm Bo. <laughs> and I'm Mike. You're listening to Topaz Suicida! wrestling can be thank you for joining us here on the shithouse couch in the shithouse closet one and only number one wrestling podcast when is birthday september learning growing togetherness breathing inside deep hearts forever book reading eyeball focus when is episode 26 may in your ears right now today breathe it in cold air flowing over feet sweaty feet feels good relax mathematics knuckles beyond thunderdome sweatpants inside house raining tiny dog monster knuckles the echidna sonic the hedgehog sonic and knuckles the game put sonic 3 on top of sonic and knuckles play knuckles in sonic 3 previously not available until you bought sonic and knuckles crush sounds Grip strength without parallel karate episode beginning now. Yeah! Well, Knuckles in Sonic the Hedgehog, Knuckles, he, he, he punches. You see, he has fists with spikes on him. So he technically qualifies. Anyway, Mike, what's this episode about? Knuckles was a <laughs> bad dude, man. He was. He could, he could like, float. Yeah. Knuckles was, I mean, I didn't play a ton of Sonic and Knuckles. I was definitely a Sonic and Tails man. You, what do you what do you like about Tails more than Knuckles? Well, I think it was probably just uh, mostly I like Tails more because I I owned the game, and oh. I didn't have Sonic and Knuckles. Were you a Nintendo or a Sega kid? It sounds like a Sega kid. I was both. I, I had an, oh. I had an any. Well, I wasn't a. I wasn't like I was some rich kid that had both. I was gonna say, are you? No. A, you know how many siblings do you got? No. None. Sounds like none. No, I had rich. plenty of siblings, and but it was just like I think the the key factor there to me having both an an NES when it came out. I think there were two factors. I had an NES, and then when um, you know it was time for the Genesis slash Super Nintendo right. uh, war 
to kind of happen. I ended up with a that was a big war with a Genesis, and um, I think the the main factors there were that one, my parents got divorced, and so mm-hmm. my mom was really trying to show me love in the ways that she could, right? Which was definitely like gift giving. So I ended up with video game systems, and then the other thing was because my mom her primary means of income wasn't like selling bedazzled. Blouses right. and and uh, jean shorts well, no, and stuff no one's outside mother. of that a, was not their primary outside of a no, Walmart. She had like a real a she had a real job. She's like a medical professional. She could afford to get me things like that, um, which right, was cool. Right. Wait, before you continue though, would you say the real console war of the nineties was the war between your divorced parents? <laughs> <laughs> That was a real blood and guts affair, Bo. <laughs> if we uh, think back to 1992, if you think back where you were in those one those hard, hard console war times, and everyone was picking a side, and there was fighting in the streets, some shouting Sonic, others shouting Mario, bloodbath out there. Oh, those were not the days. Those were just days, and it was bad. Those were the days, man, when you would rent Super Street Fighter 2 on Genesis and get home and realize that you didn't have a turbo controller so you couldn't actually play the game. Mm. It's like when you went to school and your buddy Chris was like, hey, do you have Mortal Kombat 2 on Sega or Super Nintendo? And I said, I Super Nintendo. And he's like, that shit doesn't have blood. It's sweat in that version. And I felt bad. The console wars were rough. Yeah. They took a toll on all of us who were involved. Calloused fingers. Fingers filled with calluses. All the people involved in the console wars. Calluses. um, Also, lots of emotional uh, hardship endured by those of us uh, who would try and uh, put their, uh, their emotions aside and play video games to escape. Mm-hmm. The real life problems only to then uh, be told that they were not good enough uh, because they couldn't beat a game in the five day period in which they had the rental and they wanted to rent it again. This is just speaking generally. This doesn't have anything to do with me. Specifically, this wasn't my life. It, Console no, wars were rough. It was rough. I mean, you'd, you'd, you'd shout, no, mom would let me rent it again. You'd shout that in the street. And everyone would hear you say that. Uh, so, no, mom would let me rent this game. She would let me do it. Why don't you let me rent it again? Yeah, those were the days. You know, the, when I, the console wars were going on, I was, I was, uh, and this is kind of a nice tie-in. I was real into karate. I don't know if you knew that. <gasps> oh, it sounds like you're in a bail in the divorce bit I threw you into. <laughs> is what it sounds like. No, I mean the karate. The karate was kind of it is is part of the divorce bit, you know, because then just okay. like like when other kids had like soccer games to go to, and uh, their par- their divorced parents would sit on like opposite sides of the bleachers and never speak, scowling, scowling, and then like you didn't know who you were supposed to say hi to first. You're like, are they the- scowling at me? What's happening? Yeah. Uh, that was like that for me, but with karate. Uh, <laughs> so you can kind of imagine what that must have been like. Uh, okay, so karate wasn't an. Ass- so I was thinking maybe karate was like, oh, the parents are fighting, so I'm going to go in the backyard or in the woods behind my house and do karate to fight that frustration. It was actually you in karate classes, right? Did you take karate classes? Oh yeah. 
cool. Yeah, man. Tell I, me about your Karate Boy lifestyle back then. Well, okay. So um, basically, the, obviously, you remember the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Loved them. Me too. But I loved them to the degree that I was very into the idea of doing karate. And what actual degree did you get to? <sighs> well, I took I took karate classes starting when I was five, and then I took karate all the way up until I was about 12 or 12 or 13. So I ended up with a with a first degree black belt in wow, I have no concept of what that means. Uh it means uh basically that my mom was I don't know, probably like $15,000 lighter. <laughs> so you're not <laughs> Oh, so what you're saying here is you did uh did you retain any of this karate? <laughs> uh <laughs> You know, the thing with karate is that, uh, yeah, I think I retained some of the karate. You know, it, t- it teaches you how to make a, a fist. It teaches you how to kick. Um, it, just like you would if you were taking any martial art, whether it's Taekwondo or uh, or you're in a Muay Thai class. Um, you retained enough of the karate that if the console war happens again, you are ready. I'm ready to defend myself the... with karate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I'm not sure why we kind of got on to karate this week. Why is that? I don't. Do you remember why we were like, man, how about a Karate Man episode? Oh, I don't remember why. I think you just said it, and I was like, I'm in because <laughs> I want to watch karate wrestling. How do you? Whatever how do you feel you about? How up. do you feel about karate? Let's talk about you because I'm an old soul when it comes to karate. I've loved karate okay. since before I knew that I loved anything else. You know, karate was mm-hmm. one of the very first things that I latched onto, and I was like, this is something that I like. As we've previously discussed, I got out of sports, you know, young age. I just got out of it because mm-hmm. I caught a pop fly with my glove in front of my nose and the the impact, I hit my nose and I bled out. Uh, I didn't <laughs> Wait, break you didn't it. get shot. You got a bloody nose. Out. You didn't bleed. The baseball incident you didn't bleed was out. dramatic. Stop There's it. There's blood everywhere. And I think it was, I think it was a, an Oriole. That was a team we were playing as the Orioles. Okay. So I had a, a white, a white little cotton, cute little outfit on that's just covered in blood, <laughs> and the the red does not match the orange and black of the <laughs> Orioles. It just did not work. Uh, so, so that, I got, that I got, discouraged you from continuing. I said, I, I, my mom picked me up and I said, Mother, Mother, I need to retire from baseball because I am bled out. Is what I said to her <laughs> at nine years old or younger. I'm not sure. I said, Mother, no, no more baseball for Bo. And then I, I took a Kleenex and had it sticking out of each nostril. It was a really good scene. Uh-huh. Um, and then I got out of it. So I didn't really do any sports as a kid. But baseball, and I also, baseball here's the thing. Baseball isn't even a contact sport. Like, baseball is one of the, the absolute least physically no. demanding. Like You didn't see the blood, man. There was a lot of blood. <laughs> It wasn't like you were playing tackle football or something, you know? It felt like it in my face. It was just tea. It was fucking Little League. Like, Little League was too was too physical for you? It's all it's all <laughs> relational. Because, like, cause like, even in Little League, the balls maybe are smaller. But because I'm smaller, it's all relative. Same impact. Smaller nose, smaller ball. Same as a big nose, big ball. Same thing. Big nose, big ball. When is September birthday? However... <laughs> Long fasting, eating much, <laughs> never stopping, see, book reading. If anyone could see the camera when I said that, I was very tickled with myself when I said big ball, big whatever I said. I was tickled. Anyway, we got a karate episode. The bit has ended.
So the, the 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 moral of the story, the thesis, the synthesis of what you said did not watch karate. Didn't like karate. Did not do didn't karate. Like, you, know, you like the Ninja Turtles? I like Ninja Turtles. I like that. I didn't say I didn't like karate. You just said that. I didn't say that. I said didn't watch it. Didn't do it like live. Okay, so watch it in a sense of turtles TV. Yeah, but not. My friend Bradley, who may have been doing it. So you watched karate, but at no point, you didn't go like, I got to do that. I got to do karate. No, see, I, but I watched karate. Yeah. But that karate was not Bradley karate. That karate was Rafael Donatello, Michelangelo, and Leonardo karate. I liked the turtle karate, not necessarily my friend Bradley's karate. I don't want to go watch him do karate. Why did you feel that you had to do Bradley's karate? Because Bradley was my friend. And you were like, this is, oh, this is what karate's like in real life. It's not like the turtles. It, Correct. Th- this is lame. I, I was like, why do you have to wear this outfit? The turtles are practically naked. Yeah. I didn't say that because I didn't have that very, very, very funny brain. <laughs> yeah. <was> younger. <laughs> like the very funny joke I just made. I couldn't have done that when I was a kid. Well, let's be real, too. I mean, you're telling the truth. Like, they are naked. Yeah. They're naked. They're naked. That's the fact. You know, they've got masks on and like yeah. wristbands and knee pads, but thinking okay, let's dissect that. Okay. A bunch of naked teens with masks on. I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. It doesn't read well. It certainly doesn't look well. What if there was a bunch of <laughs> naked naked boy teens running through the streets with weapons they've crafted, only wearing masks? It's a sight. You don't want to see it. <laughs> Def- I don't. You're right. I don't think that concept would fly today. Where they were like, you know what? Maybe the turtles should stay naked. Actually, you know, when they keep releasing, because they keep making new Ninja Turtles content. Yeah. They release a new cartoon every like six years. Right. The newer ones, they are getting more and more clothes. Not like pants and shit, but like uh, do rags and goggles and backpacks. It's mainly Donatello I'm talking about. But still, that's more clothes. But they're still pretty pretty nude but you know that's radical so karate episode you know they had baseball gloves that were turtle themed like had the faces of the turtles on the glove do you think if i would have used one of those i would have caught the ball better and i would have been protected and not busted my nose and bled out yeah that's exactly what i'm saying like i never had that pro i never had that problem and i didn't even get the one i wanted because the one at Fred Meyer or whatever, uh, I wanted Raph because I most related to Raphael mm-hmm. because he was the grumpy one, you know. Yeah. Um, and Raph. So like, now I'm thinking. Now you're 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 like bringing stuff back because I didn't remember these till now, and I feel like Bradley had one. What? Uh, which now makes me think like maybe he got one because he was in karate class, which makes me feel like I should have taken karate class to get said mask. Or maybe he got into karate class because he got. You got into the Ninja Turtles like me. It's like, you want to get the mask? Go to karate class. <laughs> Look, man. That was the, the local karate commercial. <laughs> we don't give out the masks on day one. You got you to gotta pay your dues before you get a mask here. It's at least a whole couple of uh, uh, leagues of, of classes. How many are those? League's about three classes, so you need about nine classes. Nine classes until you get a mask. This really reminds me of, like, Cobra Kai. I've been watching, I told you I watched Cobra Kai, the, the seasons on YouTube, and it's 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 exactly the show that I always <laughs> wished that I could have made myself. Like, mm-hmm. that, it's so fun and just not, you know, it's I, I love any art or media that it takes a um, kind of a silly premise and plays it yeah. very seriously. 
Right. You know, whether it's music. Like, I love Meatloaf's music. Did you know that? I, I could have assumed. Yeah. yeah. Love pro wrestling, obviously, right? These silly mm-hmm. situations that are played with such commitment. For whatever reason, that's the stuff that I latch on to so hard, you know? Cobra Kai's in that vein. It's great. Uh, definitely uh, get yourself a little uh, free YouTube subscription so that you can blast through those first two seasons. It sounds like you like when people lean into absurdity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, why we get along, because I'm the same. And I also think why, uh, when everyone listening here hears this album we're putting out later, they're going to really love our thank you track, because we really oh. lean in. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know? right. Yeah, yeah. Look for that in stores everywhere. It's going to be called Now, That's What I Call Tope. Yep. And it's you listen to it, you'll be like, yeah, that's what I would call Tope. We're really proud of it. It's got all your favorite hits, all your all your absolute favorites on it, from Who's Your Favorite Wrestler to uh, the Tope Suicida uh, intro and outro theme to, uh, you know, uh, uh, L- Tope Memories. There's a lot. We got a lot of hits, you know. That- a macho, a uh, calm macho bit you have not heard. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and more Tope drips that you have not heard. That's right. Yeah. So those are the only two things. Well, a lot. Let's be real, Mike. And the thank a you. Lot of stuff. Yeah, the thank you you haven't heard either. Thank you that to the fans. It's a quick two minute thing. It's just, but you haven't heard it. So, yeah. Um, and then, but if you think about it, no one's really heard any of these. Cause, cause, okay, can we stop for a minute? I don't think that's funny. No one's I don't think that's funny. I don't show. think it's fun. I don't think we should keep saying that. Like, like keep admitting that no one listens to the show. You know what I mean? Because I think some people are listening to the show, and we're getting a new Facebook like. Yeah, that's you true. know pretty mu- pretty much every month we're getting a new Facebook like. Uh, I don't think it's. <laughs> Stop. Why are you laughing? This is not what. Like maybe this is a big joke to you. Ingrid, it's not a joke Ingrid to me. Did something really it's funny. It's not a joke I'm to sorry. me. Ingrid, don't just sit there. Don't be. It funny. wasn't funny. Ingrid. You were laughing at me. Don't pretend like it was Ingrid. Well, Ingrid is not. Re- Ingrid is not. We don't need to put Ingrid between us, okay? She's not me, and it's not the '90s, okay? Okay, I'm sorry. Cut this out. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, we're here at the karate episode 26. Uh, have you heard before? Uh, Mike loves karate, and I said. Yes, let's do a karate episode. And I want you to be my my karate Sherpa, All right. my karate guide, my karate liaison. You're the li- you're the man between karate and me. You're the liaison karate. I'm so excited to show you some karate, Bo, because it, karate has played quite a um, a significant role in my life. But I think it's also kind of a uh, important. A uh, thing in pro wrestling, like martial arts in pro wrestling, has always been something that that has uh, every promotion ever has had guys that did martial arts, and that was like a a novelty wrestler, and you know, and and also if you look at um, a lot of the action movies that I, at least I grew up watching, and I from what I understand you grew up watching as well, so much of kind of movie karate is essentially pro wrestling, right? This is these are these choreographed fights that are staged to highlight like the coolest possible thing that could happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm really excited to kind of explore that crossover with you and to get us started right off the bat before we really get into the matches or anything, I have a question for you. 
Now it's time to say who you really like. Who do you think is the neatest tights? Who would you pay to see pretend to fight? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite wrestler? Oh, Mike. So glad you asked. So we were talking on Slack earlier after I watched Dynamite, and you're like, Marco Stunt this, Marco Stunt that, and I was like, shut the fuck up about Marco Stunt, because I have things to say about him, because he's my favorite wrestler. Oh, shit, Marco Stunt is your favorite wrestler? after the last two weeks of Dynamite, uh, and you put it perfectly in Slack, is that that he makes the the giant people he's fighting look so good of the way he sells. But also, another thing that I really appreciate is these aren't squash matches at all. He fight. They're sort of. He's still. You know, he's gonna lose, but he still gets offense in, and it's believable. And uh, it just. It's just. I think he's just. He's. He's fucking. He's. He's. He's got it. He's got something. Might be it. Maybe. I don't know. It's something. And I would love to see him actually get a title run of some sort, some title somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I think he's got real serious, like one, two, three kid potential. Yeah, you know? or like, uh, 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 what was the Dudley? Spike Dudley. Kind Sp- of yeah, like a yeah. spike. Yeah. yeah. That, and he's over. He's super over. And, I, and, and I'm and i with you on the um, him getting offense end because it's less like I think he's going to win and more like, oh, my God, I just don't want him to get killed. Right. And the fact that he's fighting back, I'm like, okay, he might survive this, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's really – because, yeah, it's believable. Like, for a second there with the uh, – even in the Lance Archer, I knew he was going to dominate him. Oh but even God. in that match, I'm like, oh, my God, he took Lance down to his knees. And I think he might have. Did he flat back Brody? No, I don't know if he ever got Brody off his feet. Did he? I can't remember, but that was also a good match. If it was, it would have been. He would have went for the knee and he fell back. But, yeah, that was an excellent match, too. I just I, he's just he's he's a star. I love him. I love the little guy. Well, and here's the thing is that people can complain all they want about, oh, he's not believable and he's too small and all this stuff. But like Marco stunt knows how to sell. And that's important. Well, it so not only important. is it important, but it's kind of a, I don't want to be like, oh, I know everything about wrestling. It's a lost art. Selling's a lost art. But people who are much smarter and much more knowledgeable about wrestling than me will yeah. lament the kind of um, the loss of the art of selling in in professional wrestling. And if you look at what Marco is doing in these matches, everything that his opponent does to him, because he's at such a size and strength disadvantage, it mm-hmm. impacts him severely. So Marco hasn't done something where he's jumped off of, you know, where he's been thrown 20 feet through a bunch of barbed wire tables or anything. You know, he's been thrown out of the ring and caught by people. He's taken some hard flatbacks and, like, you know. But he's not putting himself in danger, but he is getting the offense over from the monster. Yeah, and I think it's cool that, related to what you're saying there, is, like, he he's so good in his, his like, his role in the whole thing mm-hmm. that he doesn't need to be destroyed by a table or a chair. He doesn't need that for us to feel sorry for him, you know? No. He's just just a normal because of his size, of course, like a normal kick to the gut can make us feel that emotion. Yeah, because he goes down and he acts like it wasn't a kick; it was a gunshot. And then, and then that match that he inevitably inevitably has, where he does do some hardcore shit with weapons and stuff, and then he wins the match oh. or loses the match. It's gonna be either way, wins or loss of that type of match where you actually see him going through that kind of pain. Yeah. The crowd, if there's a crowd ever again, is going to explode. Oh, they're going to go crazy. And yes, whenever it is that Marco Stunt actually gets a win, everyone is going to freak out. Yeah. Because yeah. we want him 
we want to believe that something like that could happen under the right perfect circumstance that Marco has endured so much pain and then he gets to come out on top. Like that's pretty basic pro wrestling, pretty basic storytelling, it's, but it's beautiful. It's Daniel Bryan's WrestleMania 30. Just Daniel's the bigger small guy. <laughs> you know, he's the small guy in this situation. Yeah, that booking was so good too. <clears throat> oh, Having man. him wrestle Triple H at the start of the yeah. show and yeah. have all this adversity going into the main event where he's injured and it's a triple threat match and he's the smallest guy in the match by a mile. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as modern wrestling goes, that's probably a, like a high watermark for me for sure. So, with that said, though, yeah, who is your favorite wrestler? Oh, that's what I want to know. Interesting. I'm on, I'm on like basically the exact opposite kick. Is you. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, it's not Lance Archer or anything, although I do love Lance Archer. That would have been kind of like the polar opposite if I had picked mm-hmm. Lance. Uh, but no, my... If I had picked Lance. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my favorite wrestler this week is, I don't know what we want to call him. We can call him Harry Smith. We can call him Davy Boy Smith Jr. We can call him D.H. Mm. Smith, depending on what year we're talking about and what organization he's wrestling for. Uh, but his real name is Harry Smith. He's the British Bulldog Davy Boy Smith's son. Uh, you remember him potentially as a member of the Hart Dynasty in WWE. He was also in a tag team with Lance Archer in Japan called the Killer Elite. And he's now currently wrestling in MLW. I believe that's Major League Wrestling. Um, and he's fantastic. He's in another. He's in another Hart Foundation now. The new Hart Foundation, right? Yeah, Pillman. right. With Brian Pillman Jr. and I think Teddy yeah. Hart is also in that. Ye- yes, I believe so. It's three. Yeah, it's three of them. Faction. I think that. I think that's them in MLW. I think they're a little team, a little squad, which is cool. Use the name. You're associated with it. You just fucking use it. Oh you know? God! If anybody deserves to use it, it's you guys. I mean, obviously, you know, T.J. Wilson, Tyson Kidd, and and Natty Neidhart yeah. also deserve to yeah. use it. Uh, they're all fantastic. Tremendous. Before you carry on with why he's your favorite, though, yeah, can I s- just a real quick aside yeah. to say that uh, Brian Pillman's Jr. Brian Pillman Jr.'s uh, mullet, bleached mullet, is the is the best. I think one of the best hairs out there right now. At least last time I saw it. <laughs> okay, that's an episode which was over a year ago. That's an episode where we do best hairs. Tope Suicida yeah. best hair presents oh, best yeah. hairs of 2020. Yeah. That that'll be like at at the very tail end of quarantine. We're like, what the fuck do we do? <laughs> we're so we've exhausted everything. Anyway, okay, so tell me why he in particular is your favorite wrestler this week. He is uh, an unbelievable athlete. Like he's a power wrestler. You know, he's as big as his dad. He fuck. He might even be bigger than his dad. He's as big as his dad. He fucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's honestly what I thought you said for a second. I, <laughs> what? I think he's taller than Davy Boy ever was, you know? Yeah. Um, God, he's just got the coolest style. <laughs> and he fucks, dude. He fucking, he's. <laughs> Here's the thing about Harry Smith. He fucks, man. Dude, the dude <laughs> fucks. Dude fucks. And I think that's just, that's just rad. That's just cool. That's why I like him. Uh, no, he's really into uh, catch wrestling and um, I believe he likes MMA and stuff. So he is doing stuff like I've been following him on Twitter. Um, well, okay, first of all, his matches. I'm really loving watching him like against Brian Pillman Jr., against Thatcher, 
I watched their He's match. He's in NXT now, yeah, right? Yeah, it was really good, man. Like, he... Um, and I think that Harry is also, like, a no-gi grappling, shoot grappling champion, which is, like, oh. submission grappling, like jiu-jitsu or catch wrestling or whatever. Like, he's very into the science, much like his grandfather, uh, Stu Hart. Okay. So we end up with him... You're going to tap, tap, just you're going to tap. tap. <laughs> yeah, man, Stu Hart putting the sugar hold on giant guys in the basement that and having them scream in pain yeah uh no harry's his style um you can tell like the stuff he posts on twitter he's wearing uh you're not going to probably recognize this name but kazushi sakuraba was a catch wrestler a pro wrestler and one of the very best mixed martial arts fighters um in the entire world when and probably the best mma fighter in the world for a couple of years Mm -hmm. um in the early aughts uh, he had this really iconic look where he wore these orange and white trunks to the good ring. Look, good color combo. Look at Tope Suicida logo. Oh, man. He had it. <laughs> he had that look. He'd wear, sometimes he'd wear like a tiger mask to the ring. He absolutely loved, oh, everyone. Good. That was a test to see if you're watching my screen. Everyone. <laughs> oh, he's got a white microphone with Ooh. an orange uh, mouth guard, let's say. And cable. And cable. Wow, I'm you're really on, on orange brand. couch. I'm an orange friend. Really on brand today. No, but so so with Harry, um, he has this wonderful combination of pro wrestling with catch wrestling. He knows the legit holds. He's also, I think, improved as an athlete somehow as he's gotten older. I'm mm-hmm. watching him do this stuff. Like he, he's he's doing those kip ups off the ground like Shawn Michaels. He's doing standing like running front flips. He's got Dustin Dustin Rhodes energy. He just keeps getting better as he ages. Somehow, yeah, it seems like he's yeah. getting better as he ages, and I am really looking forward to watching him in the future. Um, I'm hoping that we end up seeing him in AEW, and I think that a world title run for Harry Smith would be totally warranted. I feel like you and I might have to get a High Spots account soon. Oh, yeah, let's do it, man. I'm in. Because everything else that we can't access on New Japan and... Uh, WWE Network is probably on high spots. Yeah. I just got, I got three things for you. Really? Two short things and a long one. I just want to know this one thing about them. Yes! You got some shit houses for me? I do. Do you have any shit houses for me? I thought that I was supposed to bring all the shit houses this time because it's the correct. Oh, episode. I did say that, but no, I was I was I I saw these and I was like, oh, I gotta show these to Mike. So one's a quick song that we have to sing together. Uh, you'll know it. Uh, okay. This I I saw this on Twitter. Hey there, Mr. Grenadine. Are oh. we gonna be gonna friends, be friends again? again? Uh, no, I just linked it to you. Okay. So, uh, this is to the tune of, uh, Frank Sinatra, Fly Me to the Moon. Okay. Uh, where'd the tweet go? Oh, it says this tweet is unavailable. Oh, no! Oh, no! It was so good! Oh! It's not... No, this is the wrong link, folks. Because I just looked at it, like, not two seconds ago. Hold on. That must have been some... Hang on, I'm sorry. Something called Seductive Sunday is trending on Twitter. 
Ooh, just, sounds seductive. I'm gonna need a, I'm gonna need a moment here, Bo, because I'm being seduced. Now that does happen. That does happen. Hold on, man. People Here's are the beautiful. Tweet. There are beautiful Love. people in this world. Being alive is crazy. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Okay. All right. All right. It's still not there. Fingers of the sky. I've clicked on it, and. Still this tweet is unavailable. Hold on. I have one thing I can do because I can still see it. You can still see it, so you can take a screen cap for me? Word up. Just did. <laughs> My man has got those super nice Texas brains. Got them Texas brain. All right. I just texted it to you. So this is just a little screenshot of the image. Let me see. It's by a, tw a Twitter handle called... Uh, uh, at F the moon returns and the name is fuck the moon, but this is a song that about fighting the moon sung to fly me to the moon by Frank Sinatra. So I'll give you the first round. If you want to sing with me afterward, it's fly me to the moon. Let me kick its fucking ass. Let, Let me, me show, show it what I learned in my jujitsu class. It's very good. Sing it, Mike, sing it for me now. Fly me to the moon and let yes. me kick its fucking ass. Yes, perfect. Let me show it what I learned in my moon jujitsu class. In other words, fuck the moon. <laughs> in other words, fuck that moon. moon. Buttery today. Fucking Woo! buttery today. Oh, baby. We're on fire. <clears throat> All right. So, the, uh, uh, is that shit house? <laughs> yeah, it's shit house. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, cool. I don't know what it, I don't one. know what it means. And I also especially don't know why that tweet was like deleted. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I think the account was deleted because it's like, uh, there's no picture on it. You see in the huh. screenshot there? Uh, How did you so find the, the tweet? The Fingers to the Sky was someone that I follow, hmm. Zach Reno from Off Book Podcast. I'm sure you listen oh, to Oh, yes, I know Zach Reno. Very talented chap. Very talented musician and improviser. Very talented chap. Uh, so uh, this is a, a Instagram. Hopefully you can watch it. I think it's a public account. Okay. Uh, also, I, by the way, I found out I actually have an Instagram account. Oh, good. <laughs> so... Uh, did you watch it? So watch it with right. audio if you can. Okay, I am going to watch it with audio, and I'm ready to play it right now. If you want to watch along, go ahead and look at our Twitter <laughs> feed right now, because mm -hmm. we will have posted it. This is shithouse number two. We will not have posted the song. The tweet was deleted. We want to posted the song, yeah, but now you guys know, that you, because we have now immortalized the tweet in mm -hmm. audio form. You can sing along years from now if you want to. What I'm looking at is a screenshot of a katana blade and a two liter of Diet Coke. Click that video. I'm about to click the video. Here we go. <laughs> That's the exact response I knew I would get. I knew. I knew this would bowl you over. <laughs> Wait, it's like, like the music is like ambrosia. It's like, okay, uh, so, no, it's 10 CC, I think. <laughs> yeah, so you, uh, since you have an Instagram account, you need to follow MC Dojo Life. It's a great, great account that shows bad martial arts. 
<laughs> it's very good. I'm surprised I haven't sent you more shit out. Wow, fucking perfect. So, is that sword really decimating that Diet Coke uh. bottle? <laughs> is that shit house? Wow, that uh yeah, that that the the in this uh, analogy, I guess the wrestling analogy would be the Diet Coke bottle is Andre the Giant and uh the katana <laughs> blade here is Dink the clown. Yeah. Okay, so is it shithouse? Fuck you say yeah. Yes? Fuck yeah, awesome. shithouse. Well, uh, I have one more, but I want to do it last because I think it's really good. <laughs> so uh, we're going to take a pause. I'm going to get a beer. Okay. Okay, motherfucker. Ronnie and Teresa both have liked Tope Suicida's podcast today on that Facebook. That is a woman. We got a woman like. A lot of guys have liked the podcast. Not just the fellas. Not just no. for the fellas anymore. No, we're pretty... Uh, we do a lot of poop and uh, a cliche, quote-unquote, dude jokes. But I like to feel we also offer a higher brow sense of comedy uh, from time to time for, uh, you know, people that aren't dumb idiots like us. Yeah, sophisticated types. Yeah, the smart ones. Are you back? I'm back, yeah. All right, check the chat. And there, Let's sneak up, taking a big swig. There's my first shithouse. All right. Uh, and here. really, what you're going to want to look for here, it's going to go on a, for, a, for a little bit, but really what you're going to watch is the student, when the student starts doing what the master is doing and what the master okay. then does to the student. Okay, so this is called uh, Uichi Ryu Hand Conditioning 2. This is the second one. <laughs> this is the sequel, baby. And it should go to about 49, 50 seconds. Yeah, it's at okay. 53. Okay. Fuck yeah. Gripping jars is cool. <laughs> how heavy does it say? <laughs> I'm not sure how heavy the clay pots are. Am I focusing on the wrong thing? No, no, no. I mean, I think it's all part of it. It's all part, it's all part of it. <laughs> so this is the student, yeah? Uh, the the master's the thin dude, yeah. I think yeah, the master's the thin dude. I think it's also he's fucking ripped. <laughs> he's got every muscle. Oh, I don't, this tension dance is really unsettling. Oh, uh, do you have the do you have the audio on? By the way, I do. Okay, good. There's so much arm tonage. <laughs> There's muscles I've never seen on his arm. <laughs> so he's kind of doing DDP yoga almost right now, yeah. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, himself through through tension. It's kind of a DDP yoga sort of a deal. I'm gonna sync up. We're uh, DDP yoga. Get the coupon code. Toe paste. That doesn't work. Don't oh, do that. God. Maybe in some maybe in some dream universe we have a DDP yoga tope code. So you just bowed. Okay, students up. Yeah, student. Now now the student. It's the student's turn to replicate uh, the what the master has done. And How hard is he hitting him in the neck right now? Do you think? <laughs> I don't think. I don't think. I think probably not that hard. Like because if you hit somebody hard in the throat, you know he's hitting him pretty be. hard in the stomach. But like, yeah. Like, Just look at this guy's abs compared to the master's abs. <laughs> the master's abs are out of control. I like. I feel like the master's abs go into his pants and they're all the way down his thighs. That's how far his abs go. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Now we're getting to the really good part. 
<laughs> I just is, love that we're getting some Tom Selleck glutes this is the here. Part. <laughs> Man, I miss the '80s and '90s. You know. <laughs> or was this '70s? When was this? I, I don't know. I love the little, almost little, little dance move as he moves his feet. The slide of the making the C's. I mean, I make fun of this guy's abs, but that's just compared to the master. The dude's got killer abs as well. <laughs> He's got shit house abs. The student is fucking ripped as shit. <laughs> I would not want to like have my dog poop in his yard. <laughs> so that's great. Yeah. Did you notice uh, the master checking the the uh, tension in the guy's glutes? Yeah, I had to make sure everything was tight. Make sure nothing's getting out of that butthole. <laughs> so, uh, what do you think? Is that shit ass? Yeah, I do. I think a couple elements of it. So, one, I've had one sip of beer, so I'm already kind of buzzed because that's <laughs> me. Uh, I think he, the the master's just every single muscle I've never seen on the on a person's body. That shit house. Uh, like we just discussed, his abs going on forever to his feet. Also shit house. Yeah. Uh, the 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 student's mustache. Shit house. The uh, that's the mustache you should get. Yeah, just just thick. All of it was shit house. And then yeah, when he's punching him, choking him, and then slapping his ass, all shit house. Right. I loved it. I lo- I loved all. And it was three minutes, and I just I was I didn't it. I passed right by. I was focusing on every single muscle and vein. <laughs> I just tell you what, they need to drink some water. Is all I'm saying. Oh, uh, for less for because then their muscles yeah. wouldn't just be too, so defined. Too many veins. Anyway, yes, shit house. Okay, what great. What is your next one? Great. Uh, okay. Um, this next one has a twofold purpose. One is to show you um, how... Let me see. Okay. Can I make another statement real quick before we continue? Yeah, please. So when the last video stopped, yeah. what four things are you seeing for additional videos? Or it's one video. It's oh, wait. Let me, one next let me video. see. Let me see. Let me go to the end of this video. Mine is, I cooked every meat in an air fryer, Guga Foods. <laughs> and it's just a thumbnail, four thumbnails at once. It's cheeseburger, ribeye steak, tomahawk, and then ahi tuna. Yeah, that sounds about right. I love Guga Foods' uh, YouTube channel, so that makes total sense to me. <laughs> there, I sent you my thumbnail so you can see it in all its glory. I thought it was this guy's channel. Like His next video was like, how to cook really... <laughs> Protein heavy food to, to do the, the jar lifting. Like, here's my karate, but also I fucking cook. So this one is, should go to about two minutes. And this is to show you first what a makiwara is, okay. which is basically a practice board that like um, karate practitioners will use to practice their punching and like, you know, kind of like, increase the bone density of their knuckles. Okay. So it's a it's a thing that you hit that is hard, but that isn't like hitting a wall. It has a little bit of a give to it. Right. Um, and you, if you watch him, this is a, a master of traditional Okinawan karate, and it's just him hitting this over and over again. And that is um, basically, it's like a, you know, it's kind of like, a, it's like a, you know, two by four or a board. Mm-hmm. that is um, planted in the ground, and you hit the board over and over again, and it's got a little pad on it. Um, but you do that basically thousands of times, okay? So that's what a makiwara is. The second part here, I don't know if you can see, he's got smaller boards. Uh, I'm just sitting at a pause screen. I haven't pressed play yet. Oh, go ahead and press press play. Watch uh, him. 
Okay. Watch him hit that Makiwara. Ow. Ow. <laughs> I'm watching. I don't, it's painful. This is the fourth hit. Yeah, but it's not It's not painful for him at this point. Because yeah. he's done fourth it hit. thousands and thousands of times. <laughs> Just chuckles as he finishes. All right, so he's got the, the, the board hold up now. Yeah, now he's got the small boards. These are what we break in karate and taekwondo. Uh, they're typically either made out of cedar or or pine, depending on where you are and like what how you know how strong you are and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I think these are cedar boards, and I and as I recall, cedar boards are are easier to break than pine boards. But he's looking to break six of them at once. Jesus. With a single punch. Yeah, and so in the video, he's showing they're showing like the grain. Yeah, and, and the the uh, the real thing that delights me is less what he is less the like the his attempt to break these things and more his like demeanor and how delighted yeah. he is about the prospect of breaking six boards <laughs> with the single punch. Before like, I even see the punch, that's shit house already. His <laughs> yeah, because it keeps pulling back, and he's got this the biggest dopest smile on his face. He's so excited about, it. and the subtitles are like, uh, "This might be hard," but he's so excited to give it a try, like and that's so awesome. delighted at the aspect of breaking six of them. Want to sync up punch. subtitles? I want a challenge to break six boards. Here he goes. Does he do it sitting down, or is he gonna hold it? <laughs> it's pretty cool what he does. I feel like he's just going to wink at it and it's all going to snap. So what he said is that, you know, even if he had a couple of guys holding the boards, it would be really, really hard to break the boards because there would be some shock absorption. Could it go into their wrists or whatever? Yeah. So what he's done here, I don't know if you can see now, he is... It's stat. Yeah, yeah, put them on the edge of like this ledge. Classic so little kid thing to do with wood sticks against a tree. Right. Classic. Okay, so now he's so he's basically showing the ways he can't do it, or if he does, he'll hurt himself. Jesus! So he just punched it. Nothing happened, but he just punched it. <laughs> the six poor ass. This is great. I love this editing now. Yeah, isn't it? Fun? Mission alert! And I love the no space after a comma. It's great because they don't. Yeah, this, yeah. I, Man, I should. This YouTube channel is awesome, dude. It's it has provided me with many hours of entertainment over the last couple of. It's called everyone. It's the Okinawa Traditional Karate Channel. It's a very good name. Damn. Yeah, he just crushes six boards. Now watch his now watch his reaction. Did I've made six? Did you film this? (laughs) It's such a dad. <laughs> so much joy. I also and like, like that all the karate flyers in the window look like a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so many boards. Uh, that's the that, that's that's the video. We don't need to go any further. It's just that okay. that board break. Um. And uh, what do you think uh, about this entire thing that I've shown you? Is it shit house? I mean, yeah. It's. I said it was shit house just by emotion alone before he even did anything. And but then when he snaps all the boards, it's just it's so it's so cool. Because that shit was thick. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to sync up, I used to, one of my clients used to be a, a lumber company, so I know a bit about board, okay? And those boards were dense, thick, and real tough wood. And he just snapped through them like they were a shingle that I used to put up against the, my house and break with my foot. Right. 
now I I actually have a second video with okay. this with this karate master okay. and the reason I showed you that one first was both so that you could see what a makiwara was and so that you could see what breaking boards look like. Okay. Um, when you break boards in karate or taekwondo or um, whatever, hapkido, uh, like whatever your moon, martial art moon, is, you have boards that are designed to be broken. And when you break them, um, they break along the, the grain, as you okay. saw. Yeah. Right? This. This is a guy kicking over a tree. This is the same gentleman, okay. and he is oh, punching shit. another makiwara um, to kind of show you how to do it. This is in a different entrance. Uh, the, the the title of this scene is called Another Happening. I have pressed play. Okay. Is that the same thing he's punched? I like the blood stain. It's cool. The blood stain on the makiwara, yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you think the, the clay pot guy could do a killer makiwara? Are they different disciplines? I don't know about the clay pot. I don't know about the clay pot guy. <laughs> it's really hard to know because all I ever saw him doing was lifting clay pots and like punching <laughs> the air. Good. But I've seen this gentleman do all kinds of things. Uh, talk about how he is intending to break bone with every punch that he throws. Jesus. And I feel like, does that fly in the face of, like, the idea that you're not actually supposed to be fighting? You just have the mental state to... You know, karate is interesting. Because, because I, or is that some other martial arts? I'm, maybe I'm just lots being of, dense. Yeah, there's lots of different kinds of karate where, like, there's the original Okinawan karate, which is, like, self-defense karate. Okay, well, in, in, in the later. sport karate, but here we go. He's going to do the makiwara now, as you can see. Oh, no. I knew that would happen. <laughs> he almost got impaled, too. Fuck. <laughs> that, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to sync up, uh, he just busted a stick that's designed not to th do that. It's designed to not break upon a punch. <laughs> I like that he bows to it. He respects it. He fucking respects it. I respect it too. That rules. Uh, so what we see here is the Makiwara board, which has been broken against the grain. <laughs> <laughs> and all he can think about is that this board is just inferior to the board that I have because I've never broken my board. Uh, yeah, I've never, I have never seen someone break a board cross grain like that with any punch or kick or anything. Um, and so I, f I flipped out when I saw that. I thought it was very cool. Okay, so it is shit house. Yes. Okay. Okay. But all I can think about is like, how would that feel to be hit by that? <laughs> It sucks. Like it has to suck so bad. Yeah, cause I don't know. I don't know what like what's bone density. Like what is it like? But is it denser than that wood? Well, it's more he, like could he punch um, me in the rib and really fuck my life over and kill me with one rib punch? Yeah. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I, I I think I think any like even you know if a boxer threw a threw a hook to your body, you know, I mean it could break a rib or whatever, but the the the, the whole point of like um the Muay Thai fighters do it as well where they kick they'll kick banana trees, sandbags, like things like that. The idea is to toughen your knuckles right. or your shin bones or your elbows or like whatever you're training um in order to make it like you're swinging an inanimate object. So it doesn't hurt you when you make contact. Right. And to that, actually, that's a perfect transition into my next... I'm ready. Shithouse video for you. So far, you're two for two. Okay. It's kind of hard to find karate videos that aren't shithouse. You know what I mean? That's true. Because if someone's going to take the time to post it to the internet, they're probably not going to be embarrassed by it. 
Except if you follow MC Dojo Life on Instagram and you will see all the stuff that's not good. Okay. And uh, this is basically uh, what I mentioned about conditioning your body. Uh, this is an example of that. Uh, again, this is uh, Uchi Ryu Karate. Um, and this fellow, I believe, is one of the foremost experts of this style. I've seen him break a baseball bat with his... Basically, like a writ, like a strike Damn. from his wrist. Think like you're throwing a a roundhouse punch, but instead of hitting with your knuckles, you hit with like the inside of your forearm. All right, go ahead and go ahead and press play, and you can see how this man develops this type of ability. The way to conditioning by yourself. So back in 1992, this man really loved slap bracelets, and they don't <laughs> manufacture the thin ones anymore. So he's trying to make a thick slap bracelet. So he's just hitting himself over and over. Now the real, uh, all of this is is uh, impressive. He's just kind of showing you what you can do uh, while you're watching TV or like whatever, just to just to kind of toughen yourself up. But the the real thing is when he starts striking his foot. Uh, no. <laughs> The way our videos are synced up, right when you said that he did it, so it led right into it. Oh, fuck that. God, I stub my toe on my pillow and I'm out for two weeks. The noise is grotesque and I hate it. Okay, now the cameraman wants to give it a try. Oh, no. May I try it? Sure, you may, with a shoe on. Oh, he sucks. Oh, that hurt him bad. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I like that he starts pulling it, and then he's slowly trying to not pull his hit, and it hurts so bad. God. And you also know his toe. You saw his toe curling up just from reflexes. Where's his <laughs> fucking monster this. foot over here? <laughs> this guy's feet. <laughs> I get uncomfortable when, like, my Bigfoot nail is just a little bit too long, you know? This guy's got goddamn Godzilla on his foot. It's good for making more damage to your enemy. Really rub your calluses all over their face. <laughs> yes, it's shithouse, 100%. Uh, okay, all right. So that's 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 what I wanted to show you. Uh, and what really struck me is that in my karate training, I was always taught to kick with the ball of the foot. Okay. You know? Like the part of the foot where, like, if you're going to jump... That's where, you know, where you spring. Yeah, because, like, our toes aren't knives. Why would you jab like that? That would... <laughs> right, but this guy's style of kicking is to is to have his toes tensed, and then it's like um, <laughs> they do that in savat, which is, like, French kickboxing, but the, the, the thing is that they kick with the toe, but they're wearing shoes that have a hard point on the end. Can you imagine, though, this guy goes for a, a roundhouse or something, and instead of the the top of his foot hitting your neck, he pokes you in the side of the neck with those callous-ass toes. Imagine how bad that would feel. Because it's even a smaller, it's a smaller impact area, so all the pain is just in one tiny area and not spread across the whole foot. <laughs> it seems terrible. <laughs> it sucks so bad. I know how I feel when I stub my toe into, like, a table. Yeah. And how much impact I'm able to do on that table to hurt myself. But this guy's a pro. He's probably takes yeah. heads off with those fucking callous ass toes. Uh, <laughs> okay. So this this next one is it's very short. 
Um, really, all I want you to watch is there's going to be a, um, this is a, the, a beautiful synthesis of, like, what karate, like, the absurdity of karate in the United States, mm -hmm. uh, where, like, you know, bec because in post-war United States, uh, after the GIs came back after learning karate in Japan and Okinawa, uh, karate blew up, of course, with the popularity of Bruce Lee and other martial arts mm -hmm. movies. Everybody wanted to learn karate. And what you end up with is these competitions where... <laughs> I can't wait. People, I can't wait. <laughs> people are breaking boards and bricks or whatever. <laughs> but the thing is, is that um, they're not really, like, athletes and they're not fighters. And to be fair, neither are the two men that I just showed you who were doing karate, right? But I, I think I know the difference is that these people that you might show me is that they kick and break the brick, but then tomorrow they really feel it. Whereas these masters <laughs> don't feel it at all because they're trained. It's just like, it's a difference in like spirituality, right. I guess. Yeah. Now the first, the first guy who was lifting the clay pots and stuff... Mm -hmm. I don't fucking know. I mean, that. Why was he doing might, that pot shit? You know, like, that guy might not be worth a shit. You know what I mean? Like that might all be bullshit. Yeah. And you know, a high school wrestler could smash his face in. But the the dedication to uh, really like hardening your body and training your body um, versus the what there's this there's this kind of thing with American karate where it's like there are what what are called Mick dojos. Okay, I get it. Where it's like, <laughs> yeah, every every town has a karate school, yeah. whatever. The thing that I want you to listen for is, and watch this, is this guy in a blue gi uh, who is basically like a middle-aged dad who is uh, breaking boards and bricks. And he comes after this kind of like sort of heavy set teenager who's doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. And yeah, he breaks a baseball bat with a kick and everything. Uh, so watch the guy in the blue gi and then watch the woman that starts breaking immediately after and very specifically listen to what she yells before she starts breaking boards. Okay. So I'm at 228, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Second try. You got it. You got it, bud. Okay. It's bricks. Move on to bricks. Is that what this is? Moving on to bricks. Call 911 now. That's scary. <laughs> what the music, the so fucking dubstep too. Okay, so what this woman is, and there's more, there's more breaking, and there's there's some good breaks and some failing and whatever, but um, the, <laughs> the point is that this woman has somehow convinced herself that the way to psych herself up for the breaking competition and get her, like, karate at, like, the maximum power <laughs> is to imagine that someone is, like, like, there's, like, a home invader. I mean. It's, like, breaking. <laughs> isn't, wasn't that the whole basis of, like, Taibo, though? Was that? <laughs> no. Or is that just on? Typo or is that just on sitcoms exercise. when it got popular? It was like, all right, here he comes, uh, nut shot or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking of popular media. I think I'm not thinking of real. No, I'm not thinking dude, of real life. Typo. Typo is just like Zumba, but it's like <laughs> kicks. You know, it's just cardio kickboxing. All right. So those two people. Uh, middle-aged dad in the blue gi and lady who screams 911 before she starts punching and kicking um, I think 911 lady in a shithouse. Because that's yeah. a dope-ass thing to say. Because <laughs> I interpret it as, oh, I'm not in trouble. You better call 911 because you're about to get whooped. You need an ambulance. Oh, that's how I okay, took it. Okay, okay. Because she did that. She kicked up and then fucking elbow dropped the concrete. Cool. 
Um, so she's shit house. Uh, the dad, the breaks were cool. They were good. They were good breaks. The screaming, not shit house. Don't like it. His face got too red. Uh, yeah. So half and half. A fifty percent shit house. Okay, half and half. Perfect. Uh, this last one, I'm. Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, I have two okay. more, and uh, they're both pretty quick here. This is a man attempting to break the world record for number of baseball bats. This is the lead singer broken. of the Cure. Uh, going to Bro- break. It's Robert Smith <laughs> trying to break um, as many baseball bats as he can in 60 seconds with his shins. Oh, God. He's just his. You've done this stuff. Not this stuff, but like, what's his form like? It, I mean, it's not it's not awesome. Uh, it's not. It, I mean, it's OK. Uh, it's not like an elite Muay Thai fighter throwing a leg kick yeah. to, you know, as far as I can tell. But uh, we're Ooh. through two racks oh, of baseball oh, bats now. Oh, the ones, that, the ones that don't break, and he has to kick. He kicked the second times. one three times with his left ankle, shin. <laughs> oh my god! What I want to see is him follow through and break three at a time. That's what I want to oh, see. Oh my god! He's in god. so much fucking pain. <laughs> but boys <laughs> don't cry. <laughs> to get off my feet for a second oh my god that was horrible <laughs> um that was oh i've made a terrible mistake oh all right i, I, I closed the tab I'm, I'm questioning if it was shit house okay. or not i think it is i think the act is i just didn't like that guy you know he got on my nerves but yeah. okay let's be true yes it was shit house it okay. was shit house yes that's the true comment okay so regardless of his okay. haircut and how much he looked like the cure mm. he kicked three rows of baseball bats how many were in a row did you see the 10? Uh, I think it was, let's see, what does it Probably say? Probably 10. The previous record uh, was 23 baseball bats. I think it was, I think it was 30. Actually, they it's either, I bet it's 10 or 8. What they do say in the description was it was three months before Sensei Carl <laughs> could walk <laughs> without pain and the wounds have taken over seven years to heal. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Fuck Sensei Carl. And then Sensei Sensei Brandon the next week did 31. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, that's perfect because actually I've got Sensei Brandon here. <laughs> I can't wait. Here's Sensei Brandon. And uh staying on brand. This is another uh breaking. So staying exhibition. on Brandon. <laughs> staying on Brandon. Alright, so he's walking up. It's a Baby carriage there? He's going to break some concrete with his elbow, it looks like. <laughs> I didn't notice the baby carriage behind him. That makes this even better. All right. Is this this downward elbow strike? Oh! Yeah, Sensei Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it, there was no give, so I thought he broke something on his body. Okay. Nah, that's okay, but he's Sensei Brandon's got it. All right. I believe it. I believe you. <laughs> He's got it. His face was so sad. Look at the last tower. <laughs> He's so sad. All right. All right. Oh, Brandon. <laughs> oh, the last one. <laughs> All right. All right, Bo. Uh, since they Brandon, is he shit out? No. The situation he put himself in was, though. <laughs> he has to keep going. The third, okay, so the third one 
where it's the sta- it's the stand up yeah. one with his leg, right? The way he's leaning, <laughs> yeah, he's leaning knee. against it at the very beginning. He's got his eyes shut. He's looking down. You can see him take a deep breath, like, "Oh, for fu- God, if you're there, God, I know I sometimes don't believe in you, but God, if you're there, will you please give me the strength to do the <laughs> fuck? I didn't do it again." <laughs> oh, it's so then he hits his hand so hard at the end. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, so yeah, boy. he sucks. It was shit house. The situation was shit house. I have one more for you. Oh, the last really? one. I was gonna end it on this because oh, it's well, it's not it me, karate related, but it, it made me laugh a lot. And you have to watch the okay. whole thing. So, do right. you have you seen going about the internet uh, essential workers? like hospital workers waking up in the morning, leaving for work, and their neighbors have been clanging silverware together, saying, hey, thank you for being in our hospitals in this time of quarantine. That kind of really nice thing. Yeah, I've heard about that kind of thing. I don't think I've watched it, but in the, a town I used to live in, uh, I think people are, like, making... They're, like, yelling. Yeah. They're, like, howling. Yeah, so as someone's, like, walking out to the their car, they get this... So yeah. this guy, uh, this happened in his neighborhood, and he decided to, to make a little fun stuff about it that I, I labeled Mike Will Love. It's going. Everyone's clapping. This guy, <laughs> this asshole, uh, wa- <laughs> has walked out uh, of his front door, and he thinks that everyone is clapping for his new Gilligan's Island hat. It, it looks like uh, the dude from Office Space. It's so good. It really makes me happy, and that he still hangs oh, out there for man. a bit. Like, all right, guys, it's a bit much. That's great. Yeah. Uh, that's a shithouse <laughs> thing to do. It's a shithouse thing to do, for sure. My In my head, I just picture him like, this has been like the fifth day this happened. <laughs> like, on it's Friday, every morning, these people, their neighbors are coming out. Good for them, clanging for these people that are saving lives. But then he's like, I've had enough. I gotta go out and show people my new boater's hat. Yeah. So it's shithouse. I'm glad you liked it. Totally shithouse. We had, we had a whole gamut of shithouse today, but... But what kind of matches do you got to show me? Wow, yeah. So the thing is, is that I have, I actually have two matches, and I have a vignette to show you. And I think I want to lead off with the vignette. So what we have here is uh, essentially like a video package that was aired on the uh, WWF talk show that Vince McMahon started doing in the 80s called Tuesday Night Titans. Uh, and he would sort of have different wrestlers on as guests as sort of a t- the, like kind of a WWF version of The Tonight Show, which was, of course, in keeping with uh, the brand and mantra of Vince McMahon, um, which was anything but wrestling, pal. I remember this now. He like was like... Yeah? talking it up like it's it's my Carson or whatever. It's his Johnny Carson show or some shit. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he would host uh, you know, at the time talk shows were pretty pretty fucking hot with uh Carson, uh Letterman, uh Arsenio Hall. Uh and uh so Vince figured why not? I'll do my own talk show and have wrestlers on and uh, this is uh, essentially a look at Ricky the Dragon Steamboat in August of 1985, and uh, I have not, I don't think I've ever actually seen this. I know of it, but it is um, a behind-the-scenes look shown to us by Mean Gene Okerlund, the correspondent for Tuesday Night Titans, of the karate training that Ricky Steamboat definitely underwent uh, in order to like achieve his black belt or like mastery over whatever 
karate. Now, if anybody knows anything about karate, when you watch Ricky Steamboat wrestle, you can see he doesn't know karate. But before we start it, though, everyone, if you want to watch it with us, because we're just going to skip right to us talking about it, but it's uh, just search Ricky Steamboat's Three True Tests on the WWE Network, and that should get you to 19 minutes and 42 seconds in whatever Tuesday Night Titans episode this is. That's right. It's August 23rd, 1985, and the title is Ricky Steamboat's Three True Tests. We'll see you on the other side. was the three true tests of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. What'd you think, Bob? I, Mike, each one, uh, you know, stacking on one another, it was apparent that these were the true tests. These were true. <laughs> Did you like that each test was the exact same, but in a different location? It was fight any number of dudes in a particular, on a, on a bridge, like in a field. The dudes, yeah. uh, they didn't multiply. No, they just added one. Well, by the third time. Okay, listen. There was two people on what the bridge of serenity. Yes. Serenity. Yeah. yeah. And then there was two people right in the forest of tranquility of tranquility. Yeah. And then there was three people in the dojo of the guy's name. I won't butcher because I do not know what it is. Lao. I think it was I think it was Ching Lao. Okay. That sounds generic enough to be made up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the end boss of Mortal Kombat 2. This is uh, Ricky. You'll be fighting Shang Tsung now. He changes shape. It's real annoying, but <laughs> go with it. It's oh, the fourth it test. The fourth test him. is it's... you have to fight Sang <laughs> I can't say his it's... name anymore. What's it again? Sang Shung. Shang Tsung. Yeah, that's the fourth test for Ricky. Yeah. Uh, I thought um, it was uh, undeniably uh, not uh, a, a shit house, even though that's not what we're doing. <laughs> it was ridiculous. But again, what I said when we were watching it is I think if I were a 10 year old in 1985 and right. I watched that, I would be in shit. I thought it was stupid. And I, I didn't say I barely well, I, I talked a lot, but that's just me. I still watched it and enjoyed it as a 36 year old man. It was ludicrous. Yeah, as a 36-year-old man in 2020, but imagine if you were, like, a real serious fucking Gen X kid, you know? And, like, you were born in the 70s, and you you were obsessed with wrestling, and you saw that on fucking Tuesday Night Titans. You would, you would think it was so real and love it so much. Counterpoint. Imagine you are you, Michael, age mm -hmm. 10, doing karate. Mm -hmm. You watch that. Still think it's pretty cool because it's Ricky, but then you're like, they're not doing anything right. What is this? Would you be mad? Mm, would I be mad? I no, I don't think I would be or mad. Or would that break I, I, the kayfabe for you? Uh oh. The thing is, I think I would be because I I had this experience with other kinds of stuff, like watching other martial arts depicted in TV shows and movies. Yeah. Or. Um, you know, certain different types of fighting or wrestling or whatever, where I was like, that isn't what I do in karate, but I like, I guess I would get defensive about my knowledge of karate, you know? So I would be like, that's a different, like, that's a different thing, but it's not better than the thing that I do. Right. The next two are matches. Uh, this next one that I'm going to send you. I can't wait. Here it is, is uh, from 
Bash at the Beach, 1999. <laughs> this is is this good? What you're sending me? And, I feel there's know, no possible way it can be. Here's the thing, Bo. <laughs> good and bad. Good and bad are just words. It's relative, brother. like the baseball baseball glove analogy I gave us kids earlier. I'm gonna be real honest with you, <laughs> Bo. Can I just be real frank here? Yes. I have absolutely no idea whether this is good because I haven't watched it. Why are you showing me it then? Because you asked for it, my friend. You said, can I see Ernest the Cat wrestle the Disco Inferno? And brother, when you ask on the Tope Suicida podcast, you shall receive. Hey, Mike, can I be perfectly honest? This this is probably the match I was talking about. Because <laughs> I know they fought. I didn't just pull that. Okay, I'm ready. So, okay, everyone, okay. we're Bash the Beach, 1999, July 11th, 1999. WWE Network, it's six minutes, 27 seconds in. Uh, so it's the opening match <laughs> is what this means. And if you're not familiar with Ernest the Cat Miller, that's okay because nobody else is either. But before getting into pro wrestling, apparently he was sort of like uh, buddies with Eric Bischoff. He was like uh, teaching Eric Bischoff's kids karate. Eric Bischoff himself did karate when he was younger. Uh, was apparently pretty good at it. Uh, Ernest Miller, I think, was, uh, I'm not sure if it was kayfabe or not, but he was reportedly a world champion in point karate. Um, I could never get behind the kayfabeness of it. it may, I never did research, though. Maybe he is or was. It may, he might, yeah, he might be. Uh, but basically, Bischoff, uh, I think I saw his Wikipedia page. He was training Bischoff's kids in karate, and Bischoff was, Eric Bischoff said, You should be a pro wrestler. And Ernest was like, Okay. And he developed this character that was kind of a combination of sort of like aspects of James Brown and Bruce Lee and Muhammad Ali. Uh, as far as late 90s WCW goes, though, I think you could do a lot worse than Ernest the Cat Miller and the Disco Inferno. I was going to say. So I'm actually kind of excited to watch <laughs> I was going to retort with, I think you do a lot worse than Ernest the Cat Miller. And my answer would have been, yeah, Disco Inferno. <laughs> and- <laughs> Fuck off. Fuck off, baby. Disco fever forever. We're going to get into it, and we hope you do, too. All right. We'll see you. Mike, you, you said that, probably not on Mike, because I think it was as Disco was coming out, you said, you know, man, Disco's really underrated. And we watched that match, um, which was uh, I thought was a, a competent trash fire. <laughs> like, nothing, it wasn't all sloppy. It was just not fun. It was just bad. And not a lot of karate outside of the kicks. The barn burner. I don't know what <laughs> you're talking about. It's a really good curtain about. jerk. That was a uh, that was an exhibition of of professional grappling on the highest order, and the amount of karate in that match was absolutely awe inspiring. I think that lots of there's lots of karate poses. I saw the poses. The poses were there. A couple super kicks. Uh, that's karate, baby, at its heart. Poses and super kicks. Would you agree? Ernest the Cat Miller, master of poses and <laughs> super kicking and dancing. One hundred percent. Yeah. And now, unfortunately, after this moment, the Disco Inferno could no longer dance. That was a stipulation of this match. Can never dance again. The loser could never dance again. I'm glad you showed me that match because what it does is just really makes me excited for the next match that I hope is better. 
<laughs> oh is, no, your eyes went up into your head. You're really thinking hard. Oh no. It is a, it is a different My, match. Does this episode suck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what I was going to ask you actually that I said mm. I need to remember for when we record. Uh, that match mm-hmm. compared to some of the Missile Swole matches, what's better? <laughs> oh, this was better than Missile Swole. I think so, too. Like I said, it was still competent, but a trash fire. Anyway, what yeah. do you have to show me? Well, now, I mean... I want to see it! Come on, don't do this. The only thing that I really uh, can say about this is that at the moment in which this happened, karate was still a very mysterious entity <laughs> in the United I'm States. I'm excited. All right. Well, uh, what is it? This is the video that you have not watched, uh, but that I have been eager to show you for many oh months now. Oh, my God. Now. You've been sitting on it? You did a good old bow long-term sit? That's right. The old long-term sit. Uh, and it is... Oh, the karate wrestling, isn't it? The power of karate oh wrestling. God, I can't wait. On so, the WWE uh, another wrestling podcast I listen to called uh, We Watch Wrestling. Uh, great comedians uh-huh. out of LA do that show. I have paused this. They talk about, they talked, they brought up karate wrestling. And then I brought it up to you. But I, before I brought it up to you, I had checked out it on the WWE Network to see if where it was. And I had noticed that the video yeah. had already been watched. <laughs> so you had already, you had already <laughs> watched it. <laughs> Because we we share an account, WWE, don't come get us. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, let's watch it. Mike, what did, what was your, like, what was your thought process when you're like, hey, let's show Bo this karate wrestling, the power of karate match. Like, what, what was your intent with that? I guess my intent was to show you, like, the most devastating display of combat sports skill that I've ever that's seen great, in my entire life. that's exactly life. what I saw. <laughs> I thought, okay. I, did I have okay, you worried good. there for a second? Like, I was going to say, I didn't like that? Because I loved it. Yeah, you know, I, th- I think that you being kind of like a new, kind of a new school sort of a dude might have... Uh, because it was in black and white and everything, you're going to be like, oh, this is boring. But I was pleasantly surprised to see that you really appreciated how devastating the karate yeah, every, was. Yeah, every, uh, like, chop to the back of the neck, every kick to the gut, every uh, weird foot grind into the throat or chin, I couldn't tell, maneuver. Anytime <laughs> Farmer Steve or Dan or whatever his name was came in with his, his ripped-up Jack Sparrow jeans... And yeah. that sucked, uh, but <laughs> I really did. I did like it. it. Flew. It felt like it flew by. That was twenty minutes. It didn't feel like twenty minutes. Did it feel like it to you? No. I mean, it was really, it was really fun. It was hilarious. Yeah, and then at the end, O'Brien and his lackeys getting in the ring. O'Brien and and Nature Boy, one of them, and then the guy that looked like I said Eric Bischoff, time traveling. Yeah, time traveling. <laughs> Eric just, Bischoff. O'Brien yeah. is just ankle locking, pulling the pin, like what. What's his problem, you know? I don't know. I do like that in the middle of the match, though, when O'Brien and the rest of the crew started to get involved, that we we thought it was a fucking shoot, and we thought that somebody jumped the rail and was like, well, fuck this. Yeah. Not on my I watch. I mean, that would happen then, right? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. 
And I also like that we keep we have we keep saying we keep putting the name O'Brien in our mouth like we know the guy. <laughs> we don't fucking know ah, O'Brien. Good old O'Brien, <laughs> man. It's the always, rest. He's always something with O'Brien. The announcer just kept mentioning it. O'Brien's there with his huge sideburns. <gasps> anyway, it was fun. It was enjoyable. Um, I never want to watch it again, but uh, it was good. It was it was fun. But I think it was fun for the wrong reasons. Yeah, I mean it's crazy to watch something uh, that. I don't know. I guess that old and how far removed we are from it, right? Right. As as modern wrestling fans or whatever, but like, it was really it's really cool to me to see that you could do that and get a bunch of people to freak out in 1954 because they didn't, you know, they didn't know any better. I also love that no matter how much uh, <clears throat> as a corporate entity WWE is bad, right? Mm-hmm. I do love that they are a definitive source of archival stuff. Yeah. Wrestling stuff. Cause like they don't, well, they own the rights to this now, but like, it's not their product, you know, Right. but they're still, they, they archive it, put it up there. So us, us, uh, old men can go watch it. And it's just like anything, you know, like, um, the, uh, old, old Shaw brothers, Kung Fu films from the sixties, seventies, eighties that, we're kind of being in danger of being lost to time. All those original 35 millimeter prints, like someone gives a shit. Someone took care of those and yeah. like found them and restored mm. them. And to a lot of people, it might not fucking matter. They might not give a shit about the Shaw brothers or Kung Fu movies, or, you know, they might think it's schlock or stupid, but for some of us, that stuff is really cool and it's special and like it deserves to be preserved just like any other art. Yeah, so I have there's a new show on Disney Plus that just aired on the first called Prop Culture. Okay. That's eight episodes of I forget the guy's name, but he collect he collects props, right? Uh-huh. And the whole thing is just each episode's a movie and he's going and finding props and and showing the props to like the actors from the movies and stuff. And it's just that same kind of thing that it's just someone he mentions it a lot like Movies back in the in the forties and fifties and sixties, they just didn't archive anything. Yeah. So like prop is done, to toss it's garbage. Yeah. Um, so there's like a bunch of stuff he just finds in like a, a basement somewhere that he has to help get restored <laughs> and then move it to the Disney archives or whatever. But it's really it's it's really fascinating that that there are people out there that take the time to, you know, document our pop culture history. Yeah, it's cool, man, because it's fucking human history, right? Like it's yeah, you know, like whatever. It's a it's what we have turned into in terms of like trying to stay entertained, uh, whereas uh, you know, 200 years ago, the entertainment aspect of life was trying to stay alive. Yeah, yeah. You know, so but to me, I mean, to me, to it's me, no different than someone finding an old Scottish claymore and like being like, "Holy shit, this was used in this pivotal battle of Scottish independence or whatever." To me, to me. Uh, staying alive is no different than the four guys in this match that tried to stay alive against <laughs> Phil Silva. <laughs> they tried to survive the karate wrestling bow. They did not. They didn't. They didn't. So what do we? So what do we think about the the first ever karate episode? Woo! I mean, I don't know. I think this was a banger. <laughs> I think this was a banger. This is the Tope Suicida presents the first ever, and frankly, I think. The first annual, if I can be okay. so bold as to predict what will happen next year, Karate Man Special. That's a name. Here's mine. Uh. 
Tope Suicida presents colon Tope drips colon. Yeah. Obviously, that's implied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certainly, it's a drip. Yeah. Then uh, you just said, what did you just say? Karate Man Special? Karate Man Special. What if something as simple as just Karate Fest? <laughs> oh, fuck. That's tight. I love Karate Fest. I like it. What about it. Karate Fest Man Special? Too much? <laughs> Karate Fest Man Special. Hey, hey, hey! What was our new uh, What was our new lady uh, like her? What was her name? She need not apply <laughs> to the Man Special. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, you're um not that an IQ is a real good measure of intelligence, but <laughs> your 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 level of intelligence is too great for this. This is only for us idiot asshole men that are obsessed with like karate wrestling. Only the karate men. <laughs> Only karate we'll men how need bad to fly. This is. No, anyway, all transparency. Anyone can listen. We hope everyone does. Yeah, uh, we love we'll you guys. We'll do an annual thing, and and I, I also want to say because I'm gonna uh, do a little couple wrap up plugs here. If you want to tell us about your experience with karate wrestling, you can by uh, any social network. Topi Suicida Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, Topi Suicida Pod at gmail.com If you want to reach out to us, tell us your favorite wrestler. And what you thought of the matches that we watched uh, today and other weeks. And then Mike is on Twitter. Yeah. At Mike from TV. Hey, if you know of any other kinds of wrestling, let me know. To my knowledge, uh, you know, karate wrestling is kind of the only game in town when it comes to stuff that isn't (laughs) traditional pro wrestling. But if you've got some stuff that you think uh, might be worthy of a a man of my uh, low IQ and fight sports knowledge let me know bring it on over and we'll see what we got yeah show them on twitter you can show me on twitter too at bo ross or i'm there uh, we'll uh what other type of match if we want to see uh shoot matches we want to watch some of those later no yeah. i'm just rambling oh so that's a fun episode oh, yeah. maybe i show you real fights I know you don't like real fights, but maybe I show you some fucking good my drum, real fights. My drummer in my band already does that. He oh, sends me does fights he? All the time. Uh, and I have to say, I have to but, say, Luke, okay. I love your enthusiasm, but I don't like real fights. Here's the thing about Luke: okay. is that maybe Luke sucks. <laughs> no, Luke's great. <laughs> okay, Luke's great, but maybe Luke didn't cover combat sports for a living and doesn't quite have the depth of knowledge that. Your co-host no, he does. definitely does. He just wants me to share in that knowledge. And I'm like, Luke, no. And then he's like, look at these bedazzled drumsticks I'm making. And I say, Luke, no one's going to buy these. I don't know. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> I, you know what? I feel like I was maybe a little too harsh about Luke. Now that you're kind of mentioning all the stuff that Luke's about, I'm kind of into it, you know? Actually thinking about it, I'm, I will bring up the bedazzled drumsticks to Luke because I'm thinking now, if you're in any shitty bar up to a nice stage, there's yeah. always some kind of lighting. And if that lighting hits the rhinestone of that drumstick as, as he's fucking playing, mm-hmm. it's going to look pretty cool. That's my whole story about cool rhinestone story. drumsticks. Cool story about rhinestone drumsticks. If you want If you want to sync up. Right now. Um, uh, that's a great story, but before we go, I do want to know, uh, Mike, what is wrestling? Oh, what is wrestling? He takes a nice fancy swig of his alcoholic drink to oh, tell us what wrestling what is. What is wrestling? What is wrestling? He's repeating the question to draw time out. Wrestling is the condensation of the heart and soul and the blood and the tears that leave the body of men and women who sacrifice to feel the love and appreciation of their peers and people they don't even know. 
wrestling is that little twinge of joy and excitement that you feel when what you hope most will happen actually happens. Wrestling is the power of karate. Wow. That is wrestling. Hey, Bo. What? I have a question for you. Yeah? What is wrestling? So you know when you're jerking off, but you're going real God slow. God damn you, it! You want to you do edging, right? You want to take it real slow so that you just... We had just, such you're a like, good hey, thing. Mr. Mailman, I'm shooting ropes today. And what? and so you what take is... it slow, you take it real slow, and you're like, oh, yeah, this is great. Oh, this is too good. Mr. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. And then you're like, oh, my beard is too long. This is an issue because, you know, because you you it happens, and you're like, Oh yeah, wrestling baby. <laughs> and then you have and then you have uh, you, it, you what's happened now is you you finished in your beard. It's too long. You oh, should have trimmed God, it. It's too it. long. Oh, but it's okay God, no, because it's, it's like wrestling. it's like that's fine because you have a healthy prostate. Oh, what the, always the prostate? Why does it always have to be a fucking prostate, Bo? That's not what the show is about. It's not what the show is. God damn it. Fuck! We had such a good episode, and you fucking ruined it! You ruined it again! God damn you to fucking hell! Feels real good! That's wrestling, baby! Show's over. <laughs> He's a